I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is TV worth talking about. You didn't float up the wagon on a bubble. I'm veering towards muffins. Stop making a turkey self and piss off. This is Shrine of Duty. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Shrine of Duty. Urgent recap required. I'm Rebecca. I'm Hannah. And I'm Brendan. And just like in Line of Duty, when you never know when a character will reappear, hi Jackie Laverty, we are back with a surprise episode consisting of a snappy recap of every season so far. So with just a few days to go until the release of Line of Duty Season 6, we felt it was only right to refresh your memory and let's be honest, ours as well. So we are bringing you a compact overview of seasons 1 to 5 to bring you up to speed on the best show on television so you are ready to get stuck into the new series. An idea that we had planned before the BBC did the exact same thing two days ago. And can we also just say thank you so much, BBC, for doing that lovely social video of the recap of the five seasons, because it definitely helped me. I'm, I also want to thank ourselves, because I went back and listened to our season one and season four recap, because they're <laughs> the ones I'm doing. So thanks to the BBC, <laughs> and the Huffington, Huffington Post. Post and ourselves. Well done, everyone. It's been a team effort. And sorry, a huge shout out to Wikipedia guys. Donate when they ask you. <laughs> Okay, will I, get, will I get cracking with season one? Let's go. Okay, here we go. Season one, a policeman named, named Steve Arnott is part of a team that accidentally shoots dead an innocent man. Steve's boss, who's called Philip Osborne, pressures him to cover it up, but Steve refuses and joins the police anti-corruption unit AC12 to help catch bent coppers with his boss, Ted Hastings, and mate, Kate Fleming. The first dodgy cop that Steve investigates is Tony Gates. Tony helps Jackie Laverty, who he's having an affair with, cover up the fact she ran over a dog except she didn't run over a dog she ran over her accountant after he discovered she was laundering money for a gangster named Tommy Hunter are you with me Yes. Great. Thanks We're with you. Confidence. Uh, Tommy Hunter has Jackie Laverty killed, her body parts stored in a freezer, and frames Tony Gates for the murder. Steve tracks down Tommy Hunter, who confesses to having Jackie killed on the instruction of a bent copper who's known only as the caddy. Police don't know that that is Matthew Dot Cotton, who works on Gates's team. Tommy is placed in witness protection after confessing. Gates, knowing his career was over for laddering and helping Jackie cover up the hit and run, takes his own life, telling Steve to tell his family that he died in the line of duty. And that is season one. 
Oh my goodness, Brendan. Well done. Um, I'm now Woo. with season two. Um, season two begins with a dramatic ambush. A convoy of police cars is attacked. Protective witness Tommy Hunter, the big bad crime boss from season one, is the target. And everyone dies apart from Tommy and D.I. Lindsay Denton, an icon. It turns out that Kate was having an affair with one of the victims, Jane Akers' husband, Richard. Uh, is his name Richard? I think it is. Kate later goes undercover to investigate Denton but her cover is eventually blown and Lindsay knees her in the gi Denton is framed (laughs) for murder just poetic Denton is framed for murder and she does spend time in jail but Tommy actually gets killed anyway by a Joker style fake nurse in hospital who also throws new AC12 recruit Georgia Trotman out a window one of a number of women that Steve is now riding Okay, when Denton gets out of prison to visit her dying mum in hospital, she's kidnapped by two bent coppers. She fights them off like a badass bitch, but she is still convicted of conspiracy to murder after a wad of cash is found in her gaff that she had been storing in her mum's nursing home. However, we do eventually find out that Denton only got involved in the ambush to try and help a teenager called Carly Kirk, who was being abused by Tommy and the OCG to try and blackmail Denton's ex-lover, DCC. Mike Dryden. So Denton was paid by Acres for her part in the convoy attack, but she didn't know that the handover was orchestrated by the caddy. So Denton was spared by the caddy to take the blame, and Acres and Hunter were killed because they knew his identity. Matthew Dot Cotton. Meanwhile, Dot has since moved to AC12 and he's put in charge of finding the caddy, aka himself. Lol. Um, at the end of the series. <laughs> Carly Kirk's still missing. She's on the run from the OCG. Mike Dryden resigns and he receives a suspended sentence for perverting the course of justice. And Denton is handed a life sentence. But this isn't the last that we see of her. Well done, Hannah. Season three. Guys, I'm up with season three and I wrote this when we originally planned to keep these with all, all within 60 seconds. And I had practiced fast talking earlier on. So this is very concise. Um, Danny Waldron is sent with his team of armed officers to detain suspect Ronan Murphy. Instead, he shoots him dead, manipulates the scene and forces Harry, Rod and Jackie to lie for him. Kate is sent undercover. Danny is killed, but not before he tortures Linus Murphy and addresses a list of Sandsview boys' home abusers to Arnett alongside a class photo. Dot later finds that list and destroys it, while Lindsay tells the court that she and Steve had sex in an attempt to have her conviction overturned and she's out. Rod and Harry meet in a warehouse and the following morning, Rod's body is found hanged. Soon Dot lures Harry to the same warehouse with a second noose waiting. Arna tracks down Danny's school friend Joseph Nash who confirms the abuse leading Steve to stroke victim Councillor Dale Roach. Did Sandsview social worker Oliver Stevens Lloyd kill himself? Ted and Fairbanks share a Masonic handshake. Jackie caves and is fired. Dot black, blackmails Nigel Morton into handing over caddy evidence and begins his campaign against Steve, who is suspended. Denton finds a digital copy of Danny's list and is killed by Dot driving Steve's car, but not before she emails it to the gaffer. Steve is arrested for murder, but Kate was double undercover all along, having requested secret approval from AC3. Dot is the caddy. Urgent exit required and a dramatic car chase results in Dot's death. His dying declaration leads to Fairbanks' arrest and the season wraps with Kate promoted, Baines imprisoned, Steve exonerated, Lindsay buried alone and Nigel Morton retired on a full pension. <laughs> that was wow. that was a lot. Fantastic. Hannah, and amazing work. 
I'm telling you, that full pension, retired on a full pension. Yeah, come in on, Spain. Nigel Morton. It's in Season Espana. six, here we go. Okay, and season four, your recap. Roz Huntley is the dodgy cop that AC12 are investigating this time. She's investigating a serial killer who's known as Balaclava Man, but her interfering colleague, Tim Ifield, thinks she's ignoring evidence. Roz calls to Tim's flat to have it out, but they end up having a physical fight, and Roz dies after whacking her head off the worktop. Just as Tim is about to chop up her body using B&Q's latest saw, Roz opens her eyes and she kills Tim. Tim. Roz tries to tamper with the evidence, which ultimately trips her up. She also has a septic gash in her arm where Tim had been clawing at her, but she refuses to get this treated and it ends up being amputated. Roz asks big boss Derek Hilton for his support over a drink and he gives her a secret mobile number in the hope of getting a ride in return. That burner phone number later reveals big boss Derek Hilton to be the one who ordered a balaclavered man to throw Steve down the stairs of Roz's husband's office, leaving him in a wheelchair. Jimmy Lakewell, who's a friend of Roz and her husband and is Roz's solicitor, tells AC12 that there isn't one balaclava man, but a gang of balaclava men. Hilton plays Ted Hastings, Dot's dying declaration, in which he apparently reveals that he was working for a bent copper known as H, the initial that both Hilton and Hastings share. With Hilton and Hastings now both suspects, Hilton is found dead, a presumed suicide, and season four ends with it being generally agreed that Hilton was H. My God, a lot happens in season three and four. Okay, season five. Wonderfully concise. Season five uh, recap is a bit longer because I think this is the one that we all need to remember most because we're we're going to come back to a lot of it in season six, I reckon, right? Yeah. Season five kicks off with another police convoy being hijacked by the OCG, that's Organised Crime Group. One officer is spared and AC12 are obviously a bit suspicious because the whole thing smells of Lindsay Denton. Kate's now a DI. Steve's back is in bits from being thrown down the stairs in season four. So he's popping pills for pain. Um, Ted is also having an awful time. His wife, Roisin, wants a divorce. He's broke and he's living in a scaldy hotel. The toilet's broken. Right. It turns out that the gang is actually led by a man called John Corbett, who is an undercover officer who has gone rogue during Operation Pear Tree. So... John's criminal gang in- includes Miroslav uh, from Jackie's hairdresser in season one and Ryan, the baby bent bastard, who is a bit too fond of a bolt cutter, also a girl named Lisa McQueen. Corbett is on a mission to find out who H is. He's using the gang and a fake MSN messenger app on a laptop to try and lure him out. It also really starts to look like our Ted could actually be H after all. So when Lisa and co cop on that Corbett is in fact a rat, Ryan murders him in cold blood. Hastings himself goes rogue and he meets up with the OCG in the club in an effort to try and prove his innocence. Meanwhile, AC3, which includes a fake case, are then brought in on the case and Patricia Carmichael conducts a glass box spectacular, desperately trying to nail down Ted as H. He does get charged, but something seems very off to Steve and Kate. They smell something fishy or... As I like to think, they smell the hairspray off the curly blow dry belonging to Jill Bigelow. Bomb chicka wow wow. Jill sends an urgent exit required text at a dot season three, but there is tumbleweed, so a bent copper from AC3 called Tina tries to stab her during a loo break, but then thankfully Steve chimes in and he shoots Tina in the tit. Afterwards, Steve conveniently stumbles upon a video of Dot's dying declaration from the end of season three. It's playing on a loop in the boardroom and a light bulb moment reveals that the letter H in Morse code is dot, 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 meaning there's not one H 
actually, there are four caddies, don't you know? Uh, so we now know that Dot, uh, Hilton and Jill make up three. But who is the fourth high-ranking officer with links to organised crime? Meanwhile, Ryan the Bent Bastard is now all grown up training to be a police officer. That's thanks to Lisa protecting him by uh, actually saying that Miroslav was John's murderer. She's now educating teenagers from a life away from crime. Jill's mate Rohan and Andrea tell the press that there is no institutionalised corruption in the police force. Watch that space. Jill's been given a new identity and is living a far less glamorous life. And Mark Moffat, who tried to bribe Ted... um, he does go to jail, but at his trial, he keeps saying that Ted, uh, he gave Ted 100 grand and not 50. However, we actually know at the end that Ted gave the other 50k to John Corbett's widow. So Ted, at the end, is found guilty of misconduct for the way that he went undercover rogue, um, unauthorised as H. But he is uh, given a final warning um, and now still remains in charge of AC12. Well, guys, like... In 11 minutes flat, we've, I think, done seasons one to five as quickly and as comprehensively as we can. Yes, and Hargreaves isn't H, but he was bent. That's also (laughs) Asterix in season five. I mean, you can't ask for much more than that. No, you can't. Well, there you have it, fellas. Line of Duty season six starts on Sunday, 9pm, BBC One. We will be releasing weekly episodes of Shrine of Duty on Wednesdays. We're going to dissect every detail. Um, We will be having the crack as we try and crack the case. So make sure you follow us on social at ShrinePod. Hit the subscribe button and keep your theories coming into ShrinePod at gmail.com. And if you are in a position to, you can support Shrine of Duty on patreon.com forward slash Shrine pod special shout out to terry plimmer helena murphy rob cartwright libby morgan owen tim kelly Gemma archer and loads more who signed up this week uh, we really really appreciate you veering towards muffins we really do thank you we guys. do in the thank meantime you. you can stay safe fellas and we will chat to you on wednesday interview terminated go on piss off this is tv worth talking about so we want to hear what you have to say find shrine podcasts on twitter instagram and facebook at shrine pod planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.